Hey everyone, welcome to the Tribe of Nerds. Uh, Will and I are back. We're going to be kind of today, we're just kind of going to be breaking down our thoughts on the premiere of She Hulk, uh, which happened yesterday uh, as of the time of recording. Um, and then uh, Will hasn't gotten to share his thoughts on like Love and Thunder or any of the um, new stuff that just got announced. So we'll talk about that afterwards as well. So um, I guess like. Well, what were your kind of just, like, basic thoughts on this premiere of She-Hulk? I was actually surprised how much I really was enjoying myself. I, I kind of was coming in with an, an attitude because as I had been very vocal before about how I've not been a fan about the direction they've taken Hulk. Yeah. And so I was coming here expecting to see more of a, a Hulk that I was not going to enjoy, even though it's not about... Bruce Banner Hulk it's supposed to be about Jennifer's Hulk. Right. Which, you know, I got to get them. That's the fair mindset I got to get in. But this episode, like, I was entertained. You know, it was it was a good first episode in the sense of just kind of like doing a quick origin mm-hmm. or like build up of how she got to where she was. And I kind of like the way they did it because personally I was just like, that it, you could tell right away the story is not about her becoming or like turning into a Hulk, right? Like that, like the, the, the main plot is not about like what was her like life before you know the Hulk, you know, and how like how it's all going to be different now. No, it was just about no, it's her journey as a Hulk, and so it was a cool little first episode. I did like the fast pace. There was a lot of there was actually scenes in this uh, episode that I really enjoyed and. I think it's a nice change of pace because the past few Marvel shows, at least in my opinion, or at least to some I recollection too, because it's been a hot minute since I've seen some some of the episodes, but this definitely was a nicer first episode in terms of just getting to the point. The other ones felt like either they were a slow burn, like Moon Knight was a good slow burn, like because it had to, because it had to build up this the feeling that it was like and the atmosphere was trying to create. Right, but like other episodes too, you know, tend to have a slower build up. But this was a, a better pace for me personally. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I I did like it. It did feel a little bit rushed, but like in terms of the fact that you know we're, I, I like it when it kind of pushes past the origin stories in the MCU. Like sometimes we don't really need origin stories. Like actually, that's a big plus for me personally with the Spider Man movies as well in the MCU is that. We, I mean, they were kind of like a three-movie origin, basically, but we didn't need to see Uncle Ben got shot again. Like, we knew that happened. Um, so that was like, that's like a plus for me, and here it's like, we kind of just, we went past it, we didn't spend too much time that uh, Bruce's blood got in her, and so then she, that's how she became She-Hulk, and then go into training, and so we know that she's been going through training to get to where she can do what Bruce does, uh and then better even too yeah and then just like yeah now now she's back home now she's she has to deal with being hulk and dealing with her job as a lawyer so right but i think they also did the fast faster pace flashback style on purpose because there's probably (laughs) elements that they're gonna recall back to maybe in future episodes like uh the spaceship for example like the car accident like it happens so quick and at first, I was just like, I was like, are we not going to talk about it? But, like, kind of in some way, the way, like, Hulk addressed it, too. Like, Bruce was just like, 
you get kind of used to it as a whole, you know? And if you think about it, by now, like, especially like these superheroes, and especially they are well familiar with just how there is life outside planet Earth. You know, they've interacted right. with aliens, like, a numerous times. Hulk was on an alien planet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To them, I could see how they just get so casual to the thing, you know? Like, so... Right. But it was, it's, I think it's... That faster pace style is going to be like we're going to do a lot of callbacks to probably maybe that car accident in particular, especially this spaceship scene, or maybe it was just a brief, you know, nod back to a reminder that uh, Hulk once was on Sakaar. Right. Yeah, I think I said that right. Yeah. 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 I. It. It's probably a nod to that. I mean, I'm like secretly hoping. I'm getting into that like Wandavision mode of now. I'm like speculating about something that might not even be super important as I like as important as I think it's going to be um I'm hoping that we'll know who's on that ship but like n- maybe that just won't be as important as we think it's going to be so yeah maybe it's not necessarily who's on the ship that's important but what that ship is you know what I mean it's like or right. where the ship came from you know like mm-hmm. if it came from the planet then it's like all right cool maybe it could open up a future storyline but I hope they my the, the big thing though with this episode more than anything that I really enjoyed was and one thing I was happy was everything that I was worried about with the Hulk in terms of how they were projecting him mm-hmm. like all the scenes we got in the trailer we got in this episode mm-hmm. like right through and so and from here on out all new territory so if we do get a Hulk to come back which I don't think we're going to get the next episode We'll be very surprised if we see Bruce again next episode. Mm-hmm. I think if he's going to be another, uh, he's going to get another scene or two maybe later in the series. Right. Because I really hope they do focus on She-Hulk because that's what the show is. The last thing I, as much as I would, lo- and I've said this in the past, I wanted She-Hulk to fix Hulk in some way. And I think it's fair to talk about Hulk this much because he was a big part of this episode. Right. I definitely was enjoying that they were actually now a little in some way forced to write for him more, Mm -hmm. give him some more depth and give him some more screen time outside of it. And you and I talked on the phone uh, actually uh, last night before uh, we were talking about this. And I I remember I told you, I was like, probably my favorite line was when after she breaks out of uh, the, um, like the test, I'm going to call it the cube, the little box, you know, where the blades were. He was talking to her and he was like, well, two of my favorite lines that were in there was when she was like, there is no other person. And he's like, there's no other like guy trying to get his hands on the wheel. And like, that's, and that's true how it is because Mm -hmm. it just, this shows you the difference between Jennifer and Bruce. And I loved it because it's comic accurate. And also it explains why she's having an easier time with the Hulk. Because she doesn't have this um, mental, um, trying to think of the right word for it, uh, mental disease. Because like yeah. Bruce has I, uh, trauma. I it Not even just trauma, but he, he's uh, diagnosed. Like there's a specific. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it's yeah. like multi. It's like multi personality kind of deal. Like it's similar to like Moon Knight, but like just one personality kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyways, and then, but my absolute favorite line was, and it actually kind of, in my way, it was my way of kind of justifying why Hulk was treated such as a joke, or why he always comes off so goofy now. He was telling her, he's like, you can't show, 
emotion. You can't show, oh, like, rage and stuff like that or stress. So I was just thinking about it. I was like, maybe that's why he's always joking around, you know, because he doesn't want himself to slip. And we do see later in the episode, he kind of gives into a little bit of frustration. And you, like, you hear an old Hulk roar, and I dug it. I was like the kid from, like, Shrek like the third, where he's like, do the roar. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I I really I think my favorite part was like uh, I liked all the lines that you said and everything. I think when Hulk is like you know uh, talking about his trauma and like talking about how he's lost Tony and Steve and like how we talked about last night, like Tony was like his best friend basically. Like they they everybody says like they're they're the science bros. Like and he really. Bruce always saw Tony as, like, a brother, and so now he's basically lost his brother, and I love seeing stuff like Tony's uh, Iron Man helmet from Endgame is, like, sitting on the stool or whatever as one of the, as an Easter egg, and so I thought that was really, really cool, and um, I thought that was really well done, so. Yeah, it was cool to see uh, them give Bruce some time to, like, kind of reflect on on that and like you actually kind of seen more of a like it was it was nice because they actually gave him i think this is like the first time in a while we actually seen bruce actually in a more deep thought manner like a like deep emotioned way mm-hmm. outside of just being a goofball the la- i mean the one other time was when it's natasha's death and right. you know like you see him like you know raging and then i mean yes you can there was, like, moments he had his seriousness, but I mean, like, in this case, like, I'm talking about when the stakes aren't, like, really high, you know what I mean? Like, they aren't, like, right. in the middle of the fuck, or they're about to do something. Like, that was, like, a casual conversation they were just having, and you can actually see, like, he was, like, it was nice to see that. And, like, you said, like, that brotherhood that he had with Tony, like, like it, it kind of, like, shows it. Just, like, he was definitely close, because even, like, you even see the comparison. He, he referred to Steve as a colleague. Right. Tony was his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that stuff I really liked. Um, I I think, um, and then like we should probably talk about like their training together and spending time together. Um, I know there were people. I was watching a YouTuber uh, last night before our call last night, and he was saying how he was frustrated how Jennifer was talking to Bruce and like kind of just like making light of everything that he was trying to tell her and whatnot. And so, like, I don't know. I, I There's so much more growth for Jennifer to go through. Um, like, it is only the first episode that we're talking about here, and I'm assuming that they're going to have her character grow more and not just, you know, not um, demean Bruce and not just, like, take what he's saying for granted at some point. Well, if you think about it, though, it's kind of like a natural reaction because she was nailing everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that he said at that point that was going to be a challenge, she was nailing. It was coming easy to her. And, like, so, yeah, she was playing off because, like, her whole focus, because, like she said, she was not out to be a superhero. Because, as you, as we heard, like, in an argument that she was having with Bruce, she felt that it pushed Bruce away from the family. Mm-hmm. Like, there was many reasons why Bruce left, and that's part of, like, the story, but, like, at the same time, like, as a family member, like, think about it, like, it definitely played up as he has not been in contact with her 
in a while. Right. You know what I mean? It, it felt like that, you know what I mean? Even <laughs> after, like, he was part of the Avengers, you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, probably wrong, I'm sure he probably, you know what I mean? But it had that, there was definitely a gap in it, you know, when he was dealing with the Hulk early on. Yeah. And so she probably took it as that, like, she didn't want that. She didn't want to have to lose so much of her life, especially when you had early on, like Bruce was saying, it's like, you got to get here. You got to like isolate yourself. You got to watch all this stuff because you could put others in danger and all that stuff. Like he's like, cause that was his experience. It's not like, I don't think it was a case of either of them being wrong. They were all, they were both speaking from their perspective of things. Yeah. And I think, and I think we got to stop. We got to stop like, just like hating on a character for this initial naiveness or like just an initial like character like yeah. beginning of a character arc because it's that's the point you're not supposed to like a certain aspect of a person or they're not they're not always going to be the same person by the end of the show if they're still the same person in the show it's either one or two things one the story didn't tell a good arc or two the story wasn't about them changing because they could have already been a good person about it, it was like for example uh, Captain America Steve Rogers Steve Rogers has always been a good person yeah his character arc was never about him growing as a person, but it was more so of him, uh, instead of him changing as a person, but it's more so changing around, like, the world around him as best he can. Right. Or how the world's changed around him, and he's got to fit into that somehow. Mm-hmm. Or, like, find his place, but keep his same views. Because he, he's always been, like, morally the same person. Right. Tony, your redemption. Tony was a bad, pretty shitty person. Right. Early on. Or uh, Doctor now, Strange. Or Doctor Strange. Now, maybe it's because, you know, we don't have a char- like an actor or actress as charismatic as Robert Downey Jr. who to play it up and stuff like that. But I don't recall anybody giving Tony that much shit early on. Like, people praise Tony for that, like, that Playboy arrogant style. Yeah. Style. You know what I mean? But then we're hating on, you know, newer characters, you know, for doing it. And I'm not saying it's like a female thing or... Right. Or, like, because, like, there's other, like, male characters that come in, it's like, oh, they're so arrogant. It's like, yeah, that's the point that they're trying to tell you. Thor was arrogant as hell. But yeah. And Thor was, a, like, a very powerful god who was literally winning a lot of fights. But his point, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think Jennifer is going to go through her growth. And, um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be in a way of she's going to realize that she can help in both ways as a lawyer because like even at the end scene like the fight scene like at the end when she's fighting in the courthouse like her friend has to encourage her like come on like embrace what you are I think her big character arc is accepting the fact that she is a Hulk now and she has an additional way to help people right I think she's trying to I think like right now like her character is still resisting the fact that she's a Hulk because like she said with Bruce she might deep down be scared of what the world will treat because there was again one of my like literally they this was making me actually really like hulk again and i liked it but he was talking about he's like wait until like or like he was talking about how he's like wait until the world starts treating you like a monster right right you could see the emotion because it's like he was in there yeah he uh age of ultron where he literally got to the fight with tony and um in africa or whatever wherever it is nigeria or whatever Lagos, I, I can't remember, but it's like in Age of Ultron, the Hulkbuster versus Hulk fight, and he gets in the fight with Tony, 
And I love that moment where, like, t- right before Tony, like, completely knocks him out, and he's looking around at everybody, like, screaming and running because he's this monster. And, like, you know, it... it um, that, Yeah, and, it, like, that was... Well, that was also, like, him and, like, Hulk. It's weird that the way that they're doing because it, it is, like... It, it is two personalities, too, so it's, like... It wasn't yeah. even just him. It was, like, Hulk realizing that, like... Because Hulk himself doesn't want to be hated he just wants to be left alone yeah ultimately like he just wants some peace you know but you know i i like i said this episode did really i i'm i'm pretty optimistic on the direction they go i'm excited to see what they do with jennifer it's gonna be nice to see more of it like they're gonna highlight what makes her hulk different than bruce banner's hulk and that's what I'm hoping for because it's going to be something different. Mm-hmm. And also then what it can do is it can still highlight and show love for what at least my favorite Hulk, you know, Bruce Banner's Hulk and stuff. You know? And I hope we get to see more of those interactions later in the episode, but I definitely would love to see more of Jennifer like stand out on her own. Yeah, I think that's what we're, we're going to get, especially with the courtroom stuff. I assume the next few episodes now that we're past the origin story we're gonna see more of the courtroom drama and that kind of thing um i'm interested with this girl that just bursts in um i think i looked it up apparently the character's name is titania i believe is what the yeah i believe um and i'm interested to see what happened there because they're they have to go into why she just burst into the courtroom um like yeah someone hired her or like whatever um but yeah that's, that's the thing like that's tough like you know and like i think i saw something the, uh this morning and it was funny and uh it was a it was an older video because i was on tiktok and this guy was commenting on a video and stuff like you know how people stitch videos and this guy responded yeah this was a little bit older because this was before the show was uh released right um or aired, I should say, and uh, he's like, MCU fans now are turning into Star Wars fans in terms of how toxic it's getting. I agree. Like, absolutely hating on, like, the amount of hate She-Hulk got, and I was a skeptical, but I also still told you guys that I was like, I'm still gonna watch it, because I'm like, I'm, I'm a Hulk fan deep down, like, I'm hoping, you know, things can change, you know, in the show, and, you know, mm-hmm. But, like, the MC, like, I don't know what happened to this, like, fan base, but also, like, maybe it's always been like that, and I'm just noticing it more now. Well, I think it came out after Endgame, because, like, I I don't remember this much toxicity around Endgame. Uh, you know, it was all hype, and now it's just, like, the Phase 4 stuff, all of a sudden it's... You have the toxic uh, man-baby YouTubers that are coming out and saying that... Um, you know that that the MCU or whatever, and just being mad. Yeah, even though like even in this phase though, there's only like out of everything, all the projects we had, we've only had what two, maybe three, not even like yeah, no, like two actually like female led. Yeah, female led. Yeah. Uh, projects: Black Widow, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, She Hulk. That's yeah, and Hulk. It's so three. Yeah. I'm not counting one vision because vision was also like a co-star, so it was right. like yeah, Wanda was like the main focus, obviously. Yeah, but like you still had vision, you know. Right, it was half and half. Was a co-star with it. 
Yeah, I don't so know. It's like, I'll still give props to like WandaVision for it, but like still, it wasn't like a solo thing. Like, right. But yeah. like, but like other than that, like you still had like your other Phase Four projects and stuff like that that were still like kicking ass and stuff like that. Like, are we still gonna like just forget like Chun Chi is part of this phase? <laughs> yeah, apparently everybody. Well, no, because the man babies are gonna be mad that it's not a white male. That's what the no, man I, man no, babies like, are. Saying. No, because it was like I think I, I haven't heard a lot of complaints about Shan Chi because it was never Shan Chi had I think escaped a lot of that because of the mere fact of just how it was advertised like because we all agreed that was very very under advertised or at least yeah. like the way that they marketed it like nobody saw what it was going to be coming so the fact that it came out and blew everyone's mind like that I think it skated by a lot of the fucking pre hate right and then because of that. It, like I mean, it, it's a great movie in itself. Like it is deserves its spot. Great, you know we we've talked about it before. Right. You know, like, yeah. Like I, I don't like how toxic this like fandom is getting. Like I argue. Rogers, like listen. Like there's like yeah. Is there certain things that I am not a fan of? Right. Yeah. Of course. Same. But at the same time, <laughs> it's just like at the end of like because like I don't like watch all like I haven't watched all the projects. Like I I haven't finished Hawkeye. Just because Hawkeye itself is just not one of my favorite characters, I like. I kind of got up to it. I know the Kingpin's involved now. That's kind of cool. Yeah. This Marvel, I still need to get around to watching. You know, <laughs> I'm not upset about spoilers on that because I'm already seeing some spoilers. Right. On it, like it's just it's not that it's like what they are as a project. It's just the fact that the characters themselves are just never characters I was. Yeah. Big on to begin with. But I'm happy yeah. that they're getting roles because what it does, it's adding to the universe. It's adding to the story. And the more elements that are added, the bigger it gets and the more opportunities we have for other storylines. Yeah. And so I don't under, like the more like I don't realize I don't think people realize it's like the more you start hating on things and start like, you know, like trying to belittle this stuff like you're just we want this like universe to grow. Mm -hmm. At some point, we can't like. We're, nev we're never going to be able to experience another Infinity War Endgame if we don't let another universe grow. Yeah. At exactly. some point, we're going to have to have faith in it. And, like, the earlier movies before Endgame had the benefit of the doubt that social media was not as popping yeah. as it is now. And, like, yes, with social media around, like, during, like, first Iron Man and all that stuff, yeah, it was. Early but, stages. Yeah, the early stages. Yes, but it was not used in the manner that it is now. No. Like hell, just look, look at how social media is used now compared to it was like say two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even just in that short time period, like things changed drastically like that. Yeah. The the toxicity around movies to me happened like it started. Uh, maybe it's always been around, but it really started after Star Wars: The Last Jedi. That's when I saw it pop up more because like then you had. That movie being so divided, um, which I'm not, I'm actually someone who at least enjoyed Last Jedi, um, and it was Rise of Skywalker for me that was the problem, but that's because that movie tried to appeal to the toxic fan base by removing Last Jedi, basically, um, from what happened in that. So, like, I, I'm just, um, I don't know that I've just noticed it for at least five years, but I, the MCU I didn't think caught up to that till Phase Four started. So, and it's it's one thing to hate something because you're you just don't like the product. 
Right. But to eat it because of what the product is, or like, no, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. So I, as we all know, like everyone who listens in on this podcast and stuff, you know, and you are well aware, I do not like Loki. Mm-hmm. I hated Loki overall. Yeah. I don't think it ruins the MC universe whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's a big addition. You recognize how it is. It's just, it was not something for my personal life. I right. didn't like it. I felt it was empty calories, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I don't think it ruined, you know, MC universe, the MC universe. No, it's yeah. hard to say. A lot of these projects, you know, it's hard to say for me personally. And if I've said it in the past, you know, I might have been saying it jokingly, but like, like being real right now, like it's hard for me to say. Like a lot of movies are like because they're art at the end of the day. It's hard to say something ruined another, like a movie ruined a franchise of some kind or. I, I mean, yes and no. There are movies. I, I, I'm sure I, if I thought hard enough, I'd be like, yeah, this one ruined the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think they just, like, a lot of people are hating it because they're thinking that, like of the meanings behind movies. Like, the wokeness. A lot, and that's, like, the big thing I think a lot of people are thinking is ruining the MC universe. Because, you know, like you said, the MC... M, what is it? MCU, MCU is, is it? what I've seen. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's being too woke and stuff like that. And I don't think these people realize since the beginning of, like, the run of Marvel and when Stan Lee was first producing this stuff. Yeah. Comic books and these comic storylines have always been woke for the time right. of what they are. And even then, it it it's not ruining anything. It's telling you a story and expanding the possibility of things and representations of things. Yeah. And more than ever now, movies and, and like these Hollywood uh, producers and stuff, they're getting more confident because once upon a time, they wouldn't gamble as much as they would with these unknown actors. Yeah. But now, because you have something that's so well established in this universe as Marvel, you don't have, you can gamble on it. You can give these new actors opportunities, get them introduced into the Hollywood world and the movie world. And you know, show the industry like these new faces because the brand itself is stable enough to survive. Right. Let's be honest. Marvel's has some pretty bad flops. Like overall, like they they may have like we all have our guilty pleasure movies and stuff like that. But there's like some Marvel movies compared to other Marvel movies that aren't as good as the other ones. You know what I mean? We have a list that shows it. Yeah. You know. What I mean? Yeah, we all we all have Thor: The Dark World at our bottom. <laughs> yeah, but even but there but it's out there and it it did well enough though. Yeah. To where because that shows you just how strong that brand is that was built before the MCU because with the comics and Thor and all that stuff. Despite on how bad we said that was, they could have killed Thor's movie run after that. Yeah. They didn't. They kept it going, and thankfully they did because you know it got better. Right. From there, you know. So we, I think it's it's. I think the fans got a really like cooler jets, like with this toxicity because it's nothing's like them going a certain direction isn't ruining anything. Mm-hmm. It's meant to expand, you know. Like and and can they force messages? Oh yeah, you know I I've seen it. You know, I've, I've seen them try to divorce messages, you know, and, and like, I've seen, and when I say them, I mean, like, I've seen movies and productions try 
forcing a message and they forget to tell the story, you know. Right. But like overall, I don't think Marvel's done a bad job at telling a story. And if anything, like they've done a good job at just saying, Hey, this is the situation of what it is. Just deal with it. It's normal. We're continuing on with their story about mutants, aliens and stuff like that, but you want to get hooked up on Oh no. A woman. A female adult. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. It's it's so ridiculous. It's like I I literally see the same people yeah bitch about oh yeah this woman just came in and it it just annoys me i argue with twitter and cells a lot on that stuff um and call people out and i don't want to just be spending uh time doing that because it you know i um it's not fun um but uh it's always the, yeah it's always the toxic ones that have the loudest voice though it's like yeah and those are the ones we noticed, but like overall, I, like like you know, and I think you would agree with. It, I don't think this fandom as a whole is bad, but mm-hmm. definitely I think the bad parts of the fandom are speaking a little bit too, louder than we would want. Yeah, and they're speaking a little bit louder than they probably should, and that's like you. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's because just we had such a beautiful uh, cap to the story of. Infinity War and Endgame, you know, right. and I think just having to like when you reach the high of one peak, you know, and then having to start to descend and then start climbing back up again, that is a very exhausting thing. And that's what we're in the process. We're rebuilding a whole new storyline now. We're not rebuilding the universe. I mean, in some ways, we're rebuilding the world or the the universe, but we're right. expanding. So it's like we're in new territory. We're exploring new routes and stuff like that. So it's a trial by error kind of deal. Not everything that they put out right now in this phase is probably going to stick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and so this phase is supposed to... Te- phase 4 is going to end with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and I guess the Guardians Holiday Special is going to be like the epilogue at the end of the year to lead into Guardians 3, but that Guardians 3 is part of Phase 5, so like, um, which starts next year. So, um, yeah, so there's like... With like looking at phase four, I there are projects where I can definitely point out flaws, but then there's some really great stuff that we've had since then. We've talked about Shaun Chi to death. We got freaking all three Spider Men uh, movie Spider Men at once in No Way Home. Uh, you know we've had we've had some yeah, really great one division right one division yep Doctor Strange two I mean. Yeah. Other people would say Loki. I'm not one of them, but hey, you know what? I, I I would say Loki, but I understand you won't. But hey, but you know what? It's it's still it's still a production. You know, yeah. overall that we've got that again. It wasn't. It's not something for me. Yeah. Well, the, I'm not going to describe what it is because obviously, like we know, Kane got brought in because of Loki. You can't discredit what it at least brought in. You know, I may not like the way it told its story. Right. But. I can respect the elements and some of the things that it brought into them for the bigger picture of it all. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, so um, I think I think we should kind of talk about those other announcements coming up after Black Panther: Wakanda Forever um, that they announced at San Diego Comic Con. I talked about it with um, with JJ and. 
uh, but you had, didn't have the chance to talk about it. I guess what are your most anticipated uh, projects for the MCU coming up? Uh, definitely uh, the biggest one is uh, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because I, I'm, ex- I, I'm dreading, but I'm, I'm, but it's gonna be nice to see, see Marvel. This is gonna be a movie not for T'Challa. It's it to put T'Challa to rest. It's to put Chadwick Boseman to rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going in with that mentality because I, I don't want them to recast Black Panther like T'Challa. I should say I don't want them to recast T'Challa any at least anytime soon. But I would like to see him again. Mm-hmm. But I think Chadwick Boseman needs to be laid to rest and not even just for like I think it's more so for the sake of the cast because Mm -hmm. they were so close and I think they need this more than anything so I think this movie we're about to see like in those moments it's going to be I think when we see it we're going to see what they were going through when they were recording it and like how how much they were like how much you're probably going to see some of the purest and truest emotion like in those moments because that was that's as real that's real you know it's not t'challa being laid laid out to rest during the movie it's i'm convinced it's like they're doing it for chadwick yes and rightfully so yeah but i'm excited for that but outside of that i'm excited because get to see namor that's gonna be interesting now that miss marvel's already you know confirmed the first mutant namor's also a mutant so it would be pretty interesting to see if they roll with that and continue to expand with it because that could be another piece of the mutant world building that we need. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm, the thing I'm most excited for the most about these next pieces is how they're going to lay them out to build up to Secret Invasion or the Secret Wars and shit like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, we, we've talked about before they announced stuff that we thought Secret Wars was like the end point. And so, like, that's good to see, like, that, that is confirmed now. So, right. Cause I, I think we're going to get a similar effect, like how we did, like, before Infinity Wars. You're going to see, and the closer we get to it, the bigger the pieces that are going to be laid down or the mm. bigger the impact. But yeah. it's still going to be nice to see, like, how they start mapping it out to, to get up to that point. And I, I hope they also do some. I hope they do something similar like they did in the forehands, like drop the big baddie's name early on. Maybe it's Kane. Maybe it is going to be Kane. I'm hoping it's for Doctor Doom. I'm very. Op- I'm really hopeful for that. Mm-hmm. I would really like that because I also seen like I think it's rumors, but they were talking about how a new Fantastic Four is going to be the kickstart to Phase Five. I think it's, yeah, it's five, Phase 5 or 6, yeah. Like, the Fantastic Four movie's confirmed, we just don't know any of the cast. Right. I hope, personally, um, I hope, I want them personally to name drop, if, like, I were to have the choice of a big bad, like I said, Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. I want them throughout these movies leading up to Secret Wars, I want, if Doom's gonna be the big guy in that, I want them to start name dropping Doom. Like, even, like, if it's just passing on, it's, like, them just having a car. Like, even if it's, like, a villain organization or something like that, they're talking, like, in one of the movies or something like that, and they're just having a conversation or something like that. It's like, hey, 
did you hear about this like guy like kind of rising up like Victor Von Doom or some shit like that? Yeah. Like and skip the origin of it. Like have him where he's like I forget the name of the country he runs, but have him already establishes the ruler of his nation that he is. Because that would be fantastic because then you already established him as a big like it's an emperor level right there, just like Thanos already was an emperor. Mm-hmm. You would have him as the leader. That would be a great aspect to start just playing it in there, start planting it. And then as you get close to it, build up more, show more influence, maybe have it to where it's like after like the bad, depending on who the baddies are. Cause obviously I don't think in like, say Wakanda forever, for example, I, unless they pull some, I don't see how doom and Namor could be related, but they could be. They yeah. Interact. It's comics. They, uh, everybody interacts with somebody at some point. Right. But like, it would be kind of cool if like somehow when it's all said and done, Doom was overseeing a lot of the shit that was going wrong within each of these different movies. Yeah. I That'd be really cool. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm I'm interested in when they're going to announce the Fantastic Forecast because that that's going to probably break the internet and either you will get the toxic... Uh, children that will complain about <laughs> about uh about the cast or like for the most part why the- is invisible woman a woman like what <laughs> yeah why is this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know that there, there will be people that'll complain if that always invisible woman be. is a woman always will be <laughs> i get i guarantee it um, God, I hope somebody makes a comment like that. It's like, why is the invisible woman a woman? Like, not my <laughs> comments. <laughs> oh, there were there were people that were complaining that uh, why did they change Hulk's gender or something? I literally saw a comment like that, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I swear, sometimes people just. I feel like it's just like a job people get paid to do to just like. Hey, go online, find these posts, and just say the most obscure shit you can think of, and we will slide you check. Because if that's a job, honestly, sign me up. Because <laughs> you mean I control people and get paid to do it? All right, I'm already doing it for free as a hobby. So yeah, <laughs> um, I think I'm aside from Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty and whatnot, like those big Avengers movies. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm excited for Daredevil Born Again. Like, that's going to be an 18-episode oh, yeah, series. Yeah. Um, and we're getting Charlie Cox's Daredevil back for She-Hulk at some point. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out later on in the, in the series. And I guess he's all Charlie Cox is also going to be voicing Daredevil in that um, animated Spider-Man freshman year mm, series, right. which looks... A, it's apparently now going to be a multiverse story, which actually that one makes me a little more excited now that it's like a universe where instead of Tony Stark, it's Norman Osborn. Um, and like that makes me a little more excited for that. Um, I'm excited for Thunderbolts because they've been setting that up with US agent John Walker. They've been setting it up with Yelena. Um, there's, I mean, Abomination could probably at the end of She-Hulk, we might see Abomination get put in there. So would Abomination then fill in the role for, like, I mean, I don't, I don't I'm not familiar with, like, Thunderbolts in terms of comic-wise, but I hear Thunderbolts, obviously, I think of... Ross. Ross and, yeah, Ross, and I think of Red Hulk, so that's why I'm just like, would Abomination technically 
fill that slot in because I'll be like, damn, that would be that would be nutty. Yeah, well, because I think we went from getting just not even going from like like we get She Hulk, you know, obviously, but then mm-hmm. like we start getting the other versions of Hulk too, like Red Hulk and stuff like that. Like, I, <sighs> yeah, well, because I think William Hurt just passed away as well uh, earlier this year. Though. What? Yeah. Yeah, he did a big go, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he just passed away, and uh, so they're gonna have to probably kill off Thunderbolt Ross as well. And I think they're replacing him with uh, Val with Julie Louis Dreyfus's character. I think that's what her role is to be like the Ross, and they could name the Thunderbolts after Ross. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just recasted it though, because there's there's certain yeah. roles of like. There's certain roles, and it's like he fit the role well, and like respect to, you know, always respect to those who pass, you know, stuff like that. That's just right. I think that's just something though. I'm sure they can because it's a comic book, you know, world, and the MCU has already established that it's very different from the comics. Mm-hmm. It takes inspiration, but it is its own thing, right? Which is something I have to always remind myself a lot, even because I like I just be sitting here, be like, it wasn't like that in the comics, and then I gotta. <laughs> somebody you know wiser is just like hey it's a different story and a different telling of it and i'm like damn it i hate this telling <laughs> but like anyways like no I, I wouldn't be surprised if they recast the, the role for uh for us uh, for ross and um and it, it'd be cool if like we did get red hulk you know honestly shit you know speaking like would be a cool it'd be kind of cool if they hinted at that and she hulk you know i'm just saying you know maybe they could Maybe, maybe, maybe we get a little bit of that, you know. Maybe. There's also the leader we might get back. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna re. I mean, they're they're got abomination back, but I don't. I, I they haven't. There's no been no leaks about the actor for the leader returning from the Incredible Hulk. So I don't know that they went and pulled him back. I think they're doing so far a pretty good job at keeping it. Things kind of uptight with She-Hulk, you know. Yeah. Most of the stuff in the trailer that we've seen, like, we already got right. in this first episode. Aside I mean, from Daredevil and Abomination. Yeah, yeah, besides that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, a good majority of the stuff we saw in the trailers, we already got in the first episode, which right. is actually <clears> kind of <throat> nice because that For means sure. now you are going into the unknown in a sense. The only thing you know of is, all right, eventually we're going to run into Abomination. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil. How we get to the, and Daredevil, yes, of course. I keep forgetting Daredevil popped up, honestly. You know? Yeah. Well, like that. Well, the, with them getting Daredevil in, I wonder if they're going to bring in, like, uh, Iron Fist, too. Yeah, they're, the rest of the Defenders. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, but I wonder, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, like, just start with Daredevil, because I think Daredevil right. is the more popular one. And I think if they're diving back into that Netflix uh, group of. Uh, Outcasts, as I call them, the ones that weren't able to make it through. <laughs> yeah. I think the next popular one that people would try- hope for is Punisher, but Punisher. Yeah, I'm I'm on season two of Daredevil because I wanted to watch him uh, before he popped up, and I'm on season two, and I just I'm watching the Punisher in there right now on season two. So yeah, so I think out of like all the other characters besides Daredevil, I think probably the Punisher is what a lot of pe- a lot of more people would want to see make an appearance with him, but. We'll cross that bridge when we get to there, you know, with, with Daredevil. That more than likely will happen probably in Daredevil's own specific project. Right, right. 
Yeah, and I think, trying to think of, like, what else that has been announced that I was, like, super excited for. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I think Guardians 3, obviously. I got I got to support my, my boy Star-Lord. Um, hey, I know you do. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm actually excited for Ant-Man 3 just because I'm interested how they will, like, pair up Scott Lang with um Kang the Conqueror. Like I just wonder how that's gonna go. Um <laughs> but um I don't know. It's gonna set up some stuff there. Um so I, I guess that's kind of the stuff. Blade is also another one I'm excited for. Blade I oh right. Marshall Ali. Yes. Ooh that 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 one that one oof I'm excited for that one. And we he got teased at the end of Eternals too with uh with yeah, Black Knight. Blade, Blade is gonna be like, let me show you they're gonna be like, watch this how you should do a real vampire mo- hero movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well Kevin Feige, like he wants to bury Sony right now. <laughs> like oh, it's, it's not like it's taken much. They dug their own grave and they literally <laughs> handed him the shovel. Yeah, it just so apparently have you heard that Kevin Feige apparently sent tips to Sony to like make their own universe like better yeah. and apparently they just ignored it. <laughs> well, that's foolish on them. Yeah. Apparent apparently like, like, just, like Kevin Feige his like the thing ain't perfect, but it's it's proven itself enough that it it can survive its own flops too. Right. Because even like their flops is not nearly as bad as Sony's flops. Right. Like right. Thor: The Dark World, as bad as we always say it is, was a lot better than Mor- Morbius. Yep. Oh yeah, I I would rank Thor: The Dark World above Morbius. Like I've at least seen Dark right. World more times. I've only seen Morbius exactly. once. Right. But so, like, you know, I think the only concern I have, and I, I think it won't be as big of an issue as I think it is, but I think with how the it's a good and bad thing, it's a double-edged sword, because on the one hand, I like how Marvel is now letting directors with more creative powers in terms of directing and their style. Yeah. Which is good. The thing I'm worried about the most is... We're going to see probably a lot more dr- drastic. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be that concerned because we got that already with some previous ones. Like, you watch some like Captain America compared to the Guardians versus the Avengers movies as a whole. Those are very different tones of this. So I guess I shouldn't be that worried. Yeah. I, I guess I guys just have faith, you know, but it's going to be. It, so maybe it is not much of a double edged sword as I think it is. I think it's going to be kind of cool to see how different directors tell a story i think maybe the only thing i'm i should say i'm worried about is more so just am i going to personally enjoy every telling of the story like in that certain manner and i think that's probably going to be my only concern but as a story like as the movies coming together as a whole they've done it before i'm sure they'll do fine just just in the future yeah i i can agree with that i mean there's some that i'm like worried about how the telling is going to go like i'm I'm kind of, like, I'm excited for, like, more of Anthony Mackie now as Captain America um, in Captain America New World Order, like, to give Sam Wilson more time as Cap 
as the new Captain America, but just, like, I'm nervous for one. I didn't like how Falcon and the Winter Soldier did Sharon Carter. I don't really... I don't know where they're going to go with that character. I just think they... Her being the power broker just was really not a good twist, in my opinion. So I'm just not really sure that I need her to be, like, this big bad now because I just... I don't think that build-up was there, so... Yeah, that's, nah, I got gotcha. you. Well, think about it. What if in Guardians 3 they turn the Guardians into a more serious tone movie? <laughs> they could. I mean, they're... I, I mean, I know that, like, you and JJ aren't as big of fans of the second Guardians, uh, and, like, I can understand definitely parts of that. I do really like the emotional beats with, like, Yondu and stuff, and I think when they do some of those emotional beats, they usually work pretty well. Like, Yondu's death, I think that funeral scene and everything is really, really beautiful. Uh, I So I think they... And, like, Guardians 3 is supposed to be a lot about... Uh, it looks like it's going to be about Rocket uh, and his origins and kind of... <laughs> I remember I trashed Rocket so much. Yeah. We... He was my least favorite character. Oh, man. Brugge, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think if that's what the case is, listen, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go be try to be as optimistic as possible because it's like, I'm going to have to... I want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. But no... <laughs> Well, it's probably not going to be something for me if it's based around Rocket, because I'm not a fan of Rocket, so I'm probably going to walk away with that movie like, Jake, nope, <laughs> Guardians went downhill, first one's still the best Guardians. Well, I, I don't deny the first one's better than the second one right now, but oh, I... Oh, the first Guardians absolutely fucking nailed it. See, that was a good time, that was a good balance of just... That was just fun chaos, and it was still, like, just... Like... I don't know how I could like really describe it, but it was just a, a good time. The biggest crime that they had, and I will still say this today, they underused Ronan. Yeah, I won't deny that. Um, I, but like the Is fact that did I say it right, Ronan, Rowan, Ronan. Yeah. Ronan. Okay, I was I was say I said Ronan. I was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, w. No, there's no W in there. Is it? <laughs> no, it's Ronan. <laughs> Yeah, I I I will agree with that. I but like the fact that it made me have my favorite character be a character that I didn't know maybe about like well I, I didn't become a fan of the MCU till like a couple years like after the first Guardians and like I think I mean like when it was in phase three I think I finally became a fan, watched all the other stuff and whatnot, but, like, you know, it made me like that character, uh, that I didn't know until, you know, uh, until, like, six years ago, so, like... <laughs> and that's something, you know, we have to remember as a fan base, it's not, like, the beauty of these projects is it's not always cemented for the big-named heroes that we already know and love. Yeah. Sometimes it's also about introducing people that need the bigger spotlight or deserve it, like, and sometimes it pays off. Like Guardians, it paid off overall. Definitely grew from it. Miss Marvel, I will give props on that. At Moon Knight, my favorite, you know, M- MCU show that they had uh, that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, characters like these that are known and do have their fan base, but it was able to grow because they were actually be able to be shown within the universe now. Yeah, exactly. 
So, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I'm, from what we know, I, I'm excited for Guardians 3 to have Adam Warlock be in the universe now. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, so I think he's going to be interesting. Will Poulter is playing him, which is the kid from We Are the Millers. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Marvel don't miss very often. Yeah, so, you know, well, I'm sure, I'm sure they got to figure it out. It is funny. I, I'm just saying how funny that is that the kid from We Are yeah. the Millers is now like a Marvel superhero. But like, I don't. Harry Styles is now a superhero, man. Right. <laughs> Harry, Harry Styles, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and uh, the High Evolutionary is going to be like the villain. He's the guy who created Rocket. So like, that's what they're doing with that. So um, I think there's stuff okay. to be excited for that. Um, I guess. Beyond all that I mentioned, I'm trying to think of, like, anything else that I missed that I really am excited for. I mean, is there is there anything else that got announced that you're excited for, Will? Um, yeah, we covered it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess if there's if there's anything else you wanted to talk about on here or uh, any other nerdy stuff we wanted to drop uh, that has been, like, has, like, come out uh, recently... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty set. All right. Well, uh, hopefully at some point, Will and JJ and I will get our final, our part three done for our official final MCU rankings, or at least until more stuff gets added. Um, but uh, I'd like to finish that. So hopefully we'll get that done at some point, like this year. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and then I guess we'll wait till the end of She-Hulk to review that and or review that more and give it uh, ranking. Um, but we'll see you all next time on the Tribe of Nerds.